This is Show Me Today. Missouri had its own Harriet Tubman, Mary Meacham of St. Louis, helped slaves cross the Mississippi River into Illinois. Every year, professor and site director Angela De Silva celebrates Meacham and her husband. Both were free and worked to help others reach freedom. Ashley Bird has more. One of the ways was several times tried to create black schools, which in 1847 was against Missouri law to teach Indians, uh, uh, blacks and mulattoes how to read and write. But several times they did in the church basement and they were always caught and stopped. And so um, that was one of the things they did. And then the second is that members who of the congregation who were enslaved, when these people found out that either that enslaved person or a relative of them was going to be sold, they kicked in the high gear, got the money together and and bought that person's freedom. Uh, and then that person would work off their purchase price and in the barrel making factory. And once that was done and as it was being done, um, John Barry Meacham would teach them read and write. Once their debt was paid, they he used the legal mechanism of legally freeing them through the court and then through the Underground Railroad, made sure they freed him. But he dies in 1854 and she will lose the barrel making factory because, I mean, what does she know about barrel making? And but she was still very much one of the mothers of the church and still very much connected as being what what we would consider one of the first ladies of the community. So she was still active in the Underground Railroad. Now, the event that will make her famous happens on May the 21st, 1855. Uh, nine slaves belonging to prominent St. Louisans were told by Mary Meacham to meet at the Bissell Ferry Landing. And then the Bissell Ferry Landing is directly on the Mississippi River between Grand and Adelaide. And luckily for us, it was a site that has been totally undeveloped. So um, it's pretty much pristine as was it was in 1855. But they were told to meet there at what they call Blue O'Clock in the Morning, which was the deepest part of night and that abolitionists from Alton would be sending a boat to take to get them across the river into the all black community of Venice, Illinois. But what they didn't know is their plan had been found out. The sheriff of St. Louis, some owners and deputies were lying in ambush um, and started shooting at them to trap them by the river. But what the sheriff didn't know, there were still four slaves on the Missouri side who saw the entire thing. And the events of the night were over. Five slaves are recaptured, brought back to Missouri. Of the three, three of the five that were brought back was a woman by the name of Esther, and Esther and her two small children. Esther had been told by the Henry Shaw of Botanical Garden fame, who was her owner, that he had sold her to a couple of, to a cousin of his in Vicksburg, Mississippi, who was already on his way. And she um, had contacted Mary Meacham about effecting an escape, um, but her and her two children are captured and brought back to um, to St. Louis. Esther is put in Bernard M. Lynch's slave pen and, and is held there until her new owner got there. The two children are taken out to Tower Grove, i.e., uh, where the Missouri Botanical Garden is now. Let's let folks know who we're talking to right now. We're talking to Angela De Silva, who is with the uh, Mary Meacham Crossing site. Also, you know, we're doing a play that's called The St. Louis Attitude, which we've always used the site as a form of what we call edutainment. Um, we teach Black history through performance art, uh, through through plays, reenactments on the site, 
um, to be able to tell aspects, the lesser known aspects of, of, of black history as it is found in St. Louis, uh, the state. And so um, this year is no different. Um, this year's Mary Meacham uh, event will take place on October the 14th. And our theme this year is From Field Hollers to Hip Hop, St. Louis, A Journey Through St. Louis's Black Musical History. So um, Field Hollers will come up the river, will morph into the blues and to the syncopated sound of ragtime and that whole history of Black music as, as it is found here at the at St. Louis, um, here by the river. You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. We're talking to Angela De Silva of the Mary Meacham Annual Celebration and the Mary Meacham Crossing site. You can also uh, listen to this as a podcast on anywhere you get your podcast. If you want to listen again and again and find out more about Mary Meacham. How about Mary? Uh, she must have undergone so much danger. Uh, and, and what happened to her? Mary uh, ran the risk of anybody who was aiding and abetting, especially a free black, of being placed into slavery herself. But because of who she was, um, there were several white people who came to her aid that night and insisted that a woman of her caliber didn't need to be in the calaboose. And so she wasn't. She was put on what was the equivalent of home arrest. Um, we do know that she was charged but never convicted. Um, that we, that, that much we do know. Um, and, but we don't really know the exact wording of the disposition of the case because those two pages of the official record are torn out of the book down at the circuit court. So <laughs> the, the, the National Park Service, though, did create, I mean, did adopt this Freedom Crossing site as a, as an official site. So that's, that's a the, good protection there, right? The, Yes, we're in the National Network to Freedom Program, which is for underground railroad sites. There are several what we they call considered national trails, um, and the National Network to Freedom is one of them, the one dealing with slavery and slavery sites. And we have been uh, had that designation for over 20 years now. I want to ask you about the celebration and how people can learn more about it and, and how to go and take part in things. More attention has been given to Harriet Tubman, obviously, than Mary but they must have crossed paths in the Underground Railroad. And not even. Um, wow. Harriet Tubman worked on the East Coast um, uh, specifically. And Mary, we here in St. Louis, we again, we don't know. You know, there were other abolitionists like in Hannibal and whatnot that would have handled crossings like uh, into Quincy, Illinois, which we do know there were quite a few. Um, but um, but that's after the fact. But um we do no. They would not have. I see. Um, the, it was very secret. Um, you didn't. You, you, nobody was talking about it. I mean, the penalties in Missouri for aiding and abetting were outrageous. And so, no, you didn't want anybody to know. Okay, <laughs> it was very, very quiet. Even afterwards, um, because St. Uh, Missouri was so divided, had loyalties were so divided during the Civil War that, you know, until the 1960s here in Missouri, they said the Civil War was fought every Saturday on the town squares. So, you know, no, it was very quiet a hundred years later. So Missouri had our own Harriet Tubman, who helped save many, many slaves to cross to freedom. You're commemorating that every year. Tell me more about this celebration. Um, it's, it's live. It's multi-generational. Um, we have a lot of children's activities. Um, there is a reenactment that starts around two o'clock, um, 
every, every year. And, and it's something that's written this year. It's, it is an ongoing because we, um, the whole uh, length of the program, because we're going to be talking about the musical history. We're going to be, you know, viewing examples of field hollers. Uh, these were the rhythms that slaves set to be able to work in unison, whether they were chopping cotton or, you know, which will go into Gandhi dancing later for the people um, on the railroads. But these are slave hollers. Um, and it'll morph into the blues. Mammy Lou, his music history will tell us that Mammy Lou is one of the first blues shouters. She was an ex-slave um, who sang field hollers on street corners in St. Louis, an apparatic voice. Um, and um, she would appear in certain corners at certain times of the day, and people would um, give her money um, to sing these field hollers. But she will also go on to write a lot of music that comes out of the the music that comes out of the 1890s um, in ragtime. Um, she is credited with writing Frankie and Johnny. Um, a lot of the original uh, Cocaine Lil. Um, these are a lot of songs that uh, that Mammy Lou uh, sang at Babe Connors, and Babe Connors was the most famous and infamous um, house of ill repute in the United States at the time. <laughs> and it's serious. They said more Missouri business was transacted at Babe Connors than in Jeff City. Wow. Um, tell me when and where again. Um, it's at the Mary Meacham Underground Railroad site, which is directly on the Mississippi River between Grand and Adelaide. Um, there's two websites that you can find the information. And one is marymeacham.org and Meacham, that's M-A-R-Y-M-E-A-C-H-U-M.org. So it's marymeacham.org or Angela Da Silva, and that's A-N-G. E L A D A S I L V A dot net. And the story is on both. And the date again? Saturday, October 14th. But the St. Louis Attitude actually is September 14th through 17th here in St. Louis at the Dot Zach Theater. You're listening to Show Me Today.